Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another NBA heist episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. We're here with the always listener, frequent emailer, Connor, um, my co-contributor and the uh, driving force behind this idea where we take NBA teams and we say, what if they had to commit a professional heist? Would they get away with it? And this is the Orlando bubble edition. So we're doing all the teams, starting with the lowest seeds to the top, to the highest seeds. Um, you know what I mean? The the lowest ranked seeds, not lowest numbered seeds. Yeah. And uh, working our way, and we're doing that leading up to the bubble. So uh, today we are going to be looking at the Pelicans and the Trailblazers. So, Connor, you want to kick this off? Yeah, uh, we'll lead off with the Pelicans, you think? And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pelicans are technically ranked lower than yeah. the Trailblazers, so yeah, they'll be they'll be our first. Uh, I think I think they're gonna make. I think today's gonna be a fun episode. It's when we get back to the, like the seven and eight seeds, it's gonna be like awkwardly maybe a dip into the least interesting. But these two teams are gonna be really interesting. Yeah, these are these are a little more fun. Um, so our mastermind for the Pelicans is Alvin Gentry, and he's kind of an interesting case. He's one of the rare people who has worked his way up the ladder on the coaching side for like, I think he started in the eighties as assistant coaches in college and stuff like that to where this is really his second time as a, you know, a head coach, but this is his first time with an actual team around him. So like he has like a 42% win percentage, but he's had terrible teams. It's really not on him. So the it's kind of still out on if he can be that mastermind with an actual potentially good crew i mean it's kind of interesting um so i i don't know um then we go on to let's just go on to the uh our point guard lonzo ball i think he's a pretty clear hacker i mean he's been a hacker since he got into the league he was one back at ucla uh he moves the ball around he sees the court he he's the guy who can really get in there and you're happy with him if he's the one trying to shut down security cameras make it to where the silent alarm doesn't go off i mean he's who you want he's he's yeah. a good solid hacker i think just don't ask him to crack a safe no no please for the <laughs> love of everything keep him in his role keep him in his role and then we'll move on to the two who is drew holiday and i couldn't figure out what to put him as me either because he's not exactly a hacker he can't really shoot he's not a real smooth operator because he plays lockdown defense so i don't know yeah. so I, I put him i made up a new one for him and put him as a rough operator yeah <laughs> I, I don't I, know i got nothing. i listed him i listed him as a hacker because i was like i don't really know like he's he's got a decent enough offensive game yeah and, and he's but he's a really good pretty good defender and then looking at his stats i want to say he shoots like 37 38 percent from three so i was like well it's not awful no it's i mean it's a round league average if i remember and so mm-hmm. it's not bad it's just i don't know what to say with our categories he kind of doesn't fit you know any what? mold you know what? You know what? He might be for this team just because I'm looking at both of our lineups that we listed. And um, I think the six man for me on this one was a little weird. But yeah. And I, and I think it was going to be our first one that was kind of outside of the typical mold for the six man role. 
but yeah. um, I, maybe maybe he's he's just like a getaway driver, and he's just like a solid, consistent. Like he didn't really he didn't he doesn't know how to crack safe. He's not really good at hacking, but he's not just like he he he's better than like a. Yeah, he's not just a just, cash just grabber or cash something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's not he's not like a cat burglar because he can he can d up, he can lock you yeah. up. So maybe he's just like he's just like a solid driver. Like he's a yeah, getaway driver. I don't like, hate that. I mean, yeah, it's just he's a getaway driver, but he just starts in the bank first. Like he walks in, makes yeah. sure everything's cool, then he goes grabs the car real quick. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. He doesn't fit anything for me. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> So I, I like the rough the rough operator. He just kind of is there <laughs> banging around. Um, yeah. That's that works my with best. Me, but Yeah, he might he might end up being because even if we don't fill we it's it's obvious we don't fill every role for every heist. Yeah. But I feel like the driver is kind of a staple, and like you always got to have a driver. True, but maybe not. I mean, maybe it's like uh, one of those heists, you know, where they it's like yeah, inside man. Yeah, where they, they get, where they're, they're part of the hostages. <laughs> <laughs> very nice yeah inside man i like that um, yeah great movie okay i guess uh we'll move on to brandon ingram he's their three mm-hmm. i got him as a cat burglar he can shoot really well which l- would lead me to safe cracking but he also really can get to the bucket i mean he's really he's developed his total yeah mm-hmm. he's a scorer all the way around so i went with cat burglar He's got below average defense, so I didn't want to oh. give him like smooth operator or something like that. So, you know, I I went with Catberg. Like it, I don't know. Yeah, I I I just I didn't really look much into him because I was like I feel like he's self explanatory, but um, being safe cracker. But I think you're right. I think his all around ability to score shifts him into the cat burglar category. So I, I, I agree with that. I'll shift, I'd shift mine from a safe crack. Cause he's not just a shooter by any no, means. Like when, no. when Zion was down, he was their leading score. He, he still was, technically is their leading score yeah. scorer by like half a point. Yeah. Yeah. I got so, no problem. I would put him as a cat burglar. I think uh, any cat burglar is accurate. Yeah. Then we'll move on to uh, the most famous of them. Uh, Zion Williamson. I I mean he's clearly a lead man, but yeah. even he is so interestingly different as a lead man. This is not what lead men normally look like. So I put him as a brooding lead man. He's a brute plus mm. lead man because I, I've never seen anyone do the stuff he does at when looking like he does. Like he he doesn't make sense. He's the lead man, that's clear, but I don't know. I felt I needed something else in there. He's a defensive end who got into professional basketball, but not as like Glenn Big Baby Davis. He got in playing like a like a small forward or a large guard, and yeah. it's weird how successful it, he is. No, I agree. He he bruises people around and just muscles yeah. through them. So, hundred yeah. percent, he's a lead man, but he makes a lot of noise. Yes, I like that. Uh, then we got Derek Favors. He's a solid brute, especially for his size. He's only 6'9", and he's playing center and getting like 10 boards a game, getting a block and a half, I think. Like, Mm -hmm. decent brute. He's not like the intimidating one that you look at, you're like, oh, that dude is going to hit somebody. He's he's just, you might not believe it, but man, he can can rough some people up. He's a brute. Yeah. 
All I remember from Derek Favors is he had that famous volleyball shot where it was like half a second left. They inbounds it and yep. he like yeah. on the block and he just does a he just like volleys it over the back of his head and it goes in. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, that um, was. <laughs> I didn't realize he was only was. six nine, but all right, yeah. small ball over. It's what he's listed at is anyway. Let's okay. see. Then, uh, well. yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go with that. Our sixth man is old JJ Redick, who. I mean, he's a historically great safe cracker. For his career, he averages 45% from three. Like, he can crack in about any safe. I mean, he comes off screens. He gets set shots. I don't know if he does a whole lot of off-the-dribble safes, but otherwise, I mean, if you're looking for a safe cracker, you're not going to find one much better than J.J. Redick. Yeah, he's he's pretty uh, legendary at this. It's like he's in – Ray Allen type category where it's like this dude can knock yeah. him down. And so yeah. now the interesting thing that made me still almost have him, well, even here in my note, I said dope getaway driver <laughs> was because it's interesting because as the six man, that is his role as he comes in and he just can knock down some threes real quick and yeah. like just rustle up stuff and so my my thought was it was like well typically like he's he's a safe cracker by like our definitions but sure mate i was like you could make a case that because he's the six man doing the safe cracking and he's coming off the bench to give a spark or you know mix things up a little bit where it, it could almost fit the mold of like this dude just he, he's he's a he's an iconic getaway driver that and that works crew too. snags somehow. Yeah, but I mean the other really option would be no. He, I mean the other option is he goes in with the crew, cracks the safe real fast, then goes out and gets the car. That's the only yeah. other option. I mean, because he's just so such a good safe cracker, but mm-hmm. he's also the six man. So I get your dope getaway driver. I understand that, and really either one works for me. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to ignore the safe cracking because they don't. Yeah, because nobody else is. No, at all. No, nobody else is. So maybe like your closest thing is going to be Brandon Ingram, and yeah. he's he's an all. He's he's too much of a cat burglar to be actually just the finesse of a of just cracking the safes. So I I'm leaning towards Drew Holiday's this weird rover. Who also <laughs> drives, <laughs> and 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 JJ he just comes in late, just whenever they need the. Once they get to the safe, he comes in, cracks it real quick, and they get out. And so I don't mind I'm, that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, because Drew didn't fit any kind of mold, so no. you know what you don't when you don't you know what happens you don't fit a mold, but you have a skill set. You learn how to drive. That's what happens. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So. Mm-hmm. This is this is an interesting one to figure out how what their chances of getting away with it is. I mean, because yeah. when you start with your mastermind, that I'm not exactly sure how great of a mastermind he is. He might not be Dirty bad. Now. He might he might not be great. I just I don't know. You got a lot of people that are. I mean, Zion is still getting back, and just I don't know. This one's weird. You could pretty much convince me anywhere from like 17% all the way up to like 28 anywhere in there. It's just <laughs> such a weird thing, man. Yeah. It's there. 
a real like hodgepodge when you when you start looking at it, you're like, oh, it's actually a pretty talented team. Yeah. Just just with the aspects we're looking at, and it's just like, hmm. And they have they have the right kind of guys who are the right kind of roles, and it's not yeah. like dudes trying to be a role that they're not really made for. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. I'm right I there with you. I'm almost I'm yeah, almost my- convinced to say like twenty five percent, but you could you could talk me into that. I think really it might be a little lower, but within the next year or two, they got a shot of really pulling off a heist. Oh, That's yeah. kind of where I'm leaning. Is right now we're looking twenty three percent, twenty four, but within a year or two, if things continue to progress, I mean they're gonna be a they're they're gonna make a name for themselves on the heist circuit. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could absolutely agree with that. They're gonna be they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Um, they're gonna be pulling some big jobs. Yeah. So shifting slightly back over to basketball, well, you know what? I'll say this question. I'm gonna hold this question. So recap recap them real quick. So we got Alvin Gentry. He's a mastermind where it's kind of up in the air <laughs> how good he is. Yeah. But he's gr- yeah. he is he's just grinding his way to the top. Yeah. Um. We got Lonzo. He is clear hacker. Don't ask him to take that safe cracking duty because no. you, you you're shooting from across. You're cracking from across the body. He's he's using his hands are backwards on it. It's it's a whole mess. Yeah. He's just unorthodox and he needs to not be put in that role. Drew, our wild card rover. Don't know what to do with him. He he kind of comes in, helps out, and then. But he he's he drives them off. They don't really yeah. have like a quintessential getaway driver, so Drew drives. Yeah, he does the dirty work. Ain't Brandon Ingram? He's a cat burglar. The man can score. He can shoot. He can get to the bucket. His defensive game is heh. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I think he fits that role pretty well. You know, so he's he's actually he's sneaking in the side. He's you know getting past these certain alarms and stuff. And he's, he's kind of doing the backdoor stuff uh, yeah. pretty darn well. Zion comes in and is just slinging haymakers at anybody who looks at him <laughs> sideways. And um, it's terrifying. And Derek's just more backing him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got JJ comes in when it's time to crack that safe. And there's not a safe that that man can't crack. I'm with you on that. And I'm with you I think I think if, if 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 everyone handles their business and does their job, they could pull off a big heist. Right now, though, there's just there's still enough question marks where it's like the chances are still slim. Yeah. So I'm fine with, with a 23 percent chance on them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So that closes out the Pels. Now time for their rival, who's. The other team trying to squeak into the Western Conference playoffs. We've got the Trailblazers. Another very interesting case in that they were so extremely talented and then they fell flat on their faces um, and were starting to kind of climb back, but just they were nowhere near as good as they were supposed to be. It's so weird. But uh, anyway, yeah. take it away. Well, our mastermind is Terry Stotts, who. He's been around a while. He's coached the Trailblazers for a long time at this point. He's good. He's a good mastermind. He's not the best, but I mean, you know, he's around. Uh, I got no real problem with him. He's not going to be the best, but he's certainly not the worst. So, Terry Stotts, not bad. 
Then we'll move on to uh, point guard Damian Lillard. I mean, he's he's the quintessential lead man. He just is. He does about everything. I mean, video game Dame is all about it. That's what he's here for, and he knows it. So I'm all good with him being the lead man, and I don't really think there's a lot to talk about unless you think something else, Gus. Nah, Damian's real straightforward. He's a yeah. he's an iconic lead man. Yeah. All right. Then we'll go on to uh, C.J. McCollum. I got him as a cat burglar. Um, I could probably be talked into something else. He doesn't play just lockdown defense or anything like that. He doesn't shoot just crazy, crazy. I mean, he he just is a really good offensive player. So I got him as a cat burglar. Um, what do you think? Yeah, initially, I don't remember what I said initially now because I, I had some weird initial thoughts, but then I was like, oh, no, he's definitely a cat. Like, he, he's kind of like he, – he's like him and Damien are kind of like a one-two punch. Like, it's – like, Damien's yeah. the clear leader, but CJ's like right there with him. Like and, oh, yeah. and can yeah. step in if Dame if, like if Dame steps out of the room like CJ's gonna cover for him kind of situation like oh yeah know, for sure have to go back to check out something in the safe CJ's holding down the lobby kind no of situation doubt. so no uh, doubt but he's 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 a great cat burglar he can make it happen from anywhere yeah I'm with that so then we'll move on to the three which I didn't realize that he was gonna get listed as a small forward now but Carmelo Anthony who, if you've seen pictures, that man has slimmed down. He looks like 2013 uh, Knicks mellow now. And it's it's kind of interesting, but he used to be maybe one of the best cat burglars to have ever lived type of situation. Even now, he's a cat burglar for sure. He can get it done, no doubt. But, man, he used to be an epic, epic cat burglar in his heyday. Oh, yeah. He was he was something else. And now he's just kinda he's there. He can yeah. he gets hot now. He's like streaky. Yeah, he is it's kind of an interesting thing, but I mean, whenever you get older, I guess that kind of thing can just happen to you more than anything. Mm-hmm. But man, did he used to be such a cat burglar back in, you know, the Denver circuits and the New York circuits. Whew, it was crazy. He was he was doing stuff. People, uh, he was he was running circles around people. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was almost embarrassing. So next, uh, we'll move on to uh, young Zach Collins, and you and I differed a little bit um, on this one. I have him just as a cash grabber solely because this season he shot really well from three, which would lend me to believe a uh, safe cracker. But he only takes like one three a game type of thing and his career stats for three point are 32 percent so it kind of made me think that you know right now he you know he cracked a safe or two but i mean are you really going to trust him when the time comes kind of a thing like i just don't know i i left him as a cash grabber i mean you could talk me into him being their safe cracker i'd be okay with it but that's where i landed with him oh see i didn't look at his career stats i just looked at this season and i was like yeah he he he, he cracking some safes over here shooting you know 42 percent he's only taken at best two threes oh a game, yeah he's though, taken so. two he's taken two threes a game yeah and so, so i'll 
Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he, that just he, you know, he's hitting one out of the two. So I'll, I'll come off the, uh, I'll come off the safe cracker on him. I think maybe in a year or two. Maybe, but he yeah. has the, he has the skill set necessary to be one. Well, but and the he's other not there yet. So. Yeah. The other thing is he's only played three games this season. So those oh. numbers are, uh, he's taken yeah. six threes and, you know, made two of them kind of a thing or made three of them almost. I mean, it, it's not very many. So I had to leave him yeah, as a cash grabber for now. And it, and it's, and it's not really fair to him that like he's has Damien and CJ who Damien takes 9.9 a game. CJ yeah. takes 7.4 a game. And when they did have Trevor, who's not playing in the bubble. So Trevor was taking four. Melo's taking just under four. Like there's a lot of hands out there, you know, around the safe. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, a a circle. It's tough to hit for him to get into that wheelhouse. Um, just with his current situation. So he, you know, he's, he gets that random open three and he takes it. And yeah, I mean, we'll see with the bubble, but, yeah. yeah, he only he's only played three games this year, and sure he's shooting forty two percent, but that's like nine threes that he's taken. So it's tough for me to tell if he's a full on safe safe crack or if he just got lucky a couple times. Yeah, jury jury's out on that one. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, let's see, we move on to the center Yusuf Nurkic, who hadn't played at all this season, and he wouldn't have if the bubble wouldn't have happened all the COVID lockdown and all that. So this is going to be interesting. Had to go off of stats from 1819 and hoping that he gets back to what he was then kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. He's a brute. That's pretty clear, but he has a little more offensive game than I real, than I had remembered till I went back and looked up, you know, some stats and watched some highlights and stuff like that. Um, he actually played below average def- had a below average defensive rating last year. Which, you know, made me think a little more cat burglary. But, I mean, still, he's getting rebounds. He's protecting the bucket. I mean, it's, I got no problem with just leaving him as a brute. Works for me. Yeah. He's got that Eastern European big man game, yeah. which is a little more finesse, a little more like offensive prowess. Does, doesn't yeah. really pose any extra um, prowess on defense, but he's not the Joker, you know? Yeah. So, Precisely. Yeah, I think I, th- I think he's just a brute, but he could maybe turn into, um, you know, a brute slash cat burglar. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm fine keeping him as a brute, especially given he hasn't played this yeah. season at all. Yeah, that's tough. He did break both his bones in his leg. Yeah, so he gets a pass. <laughs> so uh, next up, our sixth man, Hassan Whiteside, and I gotta admit, I think he is not gonna be a great driver i i think he is not he's gonna play a lot because yusuf is coming back from not having played in a year and he's coming off that gruesome injury so he's gonna play but ah i don't think it's great i mean i looked deep into stats on him because his just basic you know rebounds and blocks show wow, this is crazy. He's got like 14 rebounds a game this year and three blocks a game, which sounds great, but his defensive rating is terrible, and the team scores less with him on the floor and gives up more points when he's on the floor. So 
when you actually look at it and then go back and watch a little bit of game footage here and there, yeah, he helps over anytime he even has a sniff at a block, just leaving his man wide open. So it's like he brought the keys to the car, but can't remember where he parked. So, like, he's gonna get a car here, but it's not the car anyone expected, so they don't know where he's at. He didn't park in the same spot. They don't know. He didn't park right in front of the bank, so the, everybody gets out of the bank, and no one can fi- figure out where they need to go. And it's just, it, it turns into a mess when he's just given big-time responsibilities. I had no idea about that. Well, I knew there was some, like, question, because for how you for at a glance you look at him and you're like oh yeah this dude's the realness but yeah i don't know like he he you know he got bounced from miami to here and yep. I, I knew there was some some issues with his game but i think that's hilarious <laughs> they score less when he's on the court and his defense sucks which is yep so funny i mean i i was shocked with how just how bad his defensive rating was like league average this year i think is somewhere around 106 107 his is like 113 i mean that's up there like trey young territory oh and trey young's on a much worse team too which affects your defense rating he's an undersized point guard yeah so so it it was ugly he's not 611 with massive dwight howard like build no no oh did i say six seven i meant seven foot you said i thought you said six eleven. Oh, that's probably that was, what i said it was close enough in that case mm-hmm. gosh well yeah i i'm a hundred percent with that on hassan sounds like he's doing some off the wall stuff like um, some previous drivers we've talked about, you know, showing up in a yellow Hummer doesn't have enough seats for everybody and is very yeah. conspicuous and top heavy. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Or just yeah. something wild. Like, so he what do just you brought a car that no one made, no one thought he was bringing. Like everyone was ready for a red, <laughs> for a red Honda. And he brought, you know, I don't know, a black Prius. Like, what are you doing? This isn't Okay. He's like, guys, you want us to stop for gas? Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but we'll we won't be able to go over seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Like he got a couple blocks, so I'm like, yeah, sure, we won't have to stop for gas. You're right, Hassan, but <laughs> there's a lot of other issues. So, where do you stand with uh, percentage or chance? What are their chances? It's kind of tough with Yusuf coming back from not having played. Zach Collins played three games. Carmelo's suddenly skinny, so I, that's interesting. CJ and Dame, you know, they'll be good. There's, I have no doubt in my mind. They'll be just fine. Uh, Terry Stotts has them doing solid stuff, good stuff. Um, but I, I don't see it all coming together. Maybe next year after Yusuf has some more time to get back into the swing of being healthy and all that. I I don't know. I'm thinking 21% is kind of where I'm landing. Like Dame and CJ can only take them so far. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say they I wouldn't give them any more than I would give the Pelicans. And especially just knowing the fact that this season has been a letdown in terms of how they performed. Yeah. They, they picked up Melo and, 
they got worse. Yep. At least comparatively speaking, from like last like last season, it was like, oh, big deal. You know, he had the yeah. Dan had a shutdown shot against the, you know close out the Thunder, and everyone yeah. thought the world was going to blow up. And then this year, they lay a giant fat egg on. Yeah. in the middle of the NBA and it's like what do you what then now they're mean? having to scrape and fight for a playoff spot so yeah I mean a lot I of that know. is Yusuf replacing him with Hassan Whiteside that's a good chunk of it as it turns out yeah um but yeah it's it's not great I mean you wouldn't think it would put him at 29 and 37 though like yeah from where they were last season like jeez yeah. you wouldn't but here we are apparently they wouldn't be yeah. behind the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough whenever your two best players are like 6'3 and below. Like that that yeah. that actually is a pretty far uphill battle. Yeah, your best guys don't have don't have the size to match up because a lot of the other yeah. best guys in the league are bigger. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe maybe they should have done the Houston model and they would have been all right. Screw big yeah. men. We're just gonna maybe. we're just gonna sling the shots like. And that really Houston might be down. a solid option for him. In all reality, sounds like sounds like it's better to have Hassan off the floor than on. So might as well yeah. replace him with someone small. And you know what? Say, forget it. We're gonna just Loyola Marymount this and try and outshoot <laughs> you. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> That's wicked. So now the big question of the day, something that's interesting. So, oh, actually, sorry, almost forgot my recap. So to recap this, got Terry Stotts, who's a fairly solid mastermind. He's been around a little bit. He, yeah. He's got a bit of a resume, but he's, I don't know. To me, he hasn't quite gotten over the hump. No. Like, he, still, he still has some stuff to prove. You got Dame, who's a very obvious lead man, and he's been doing it a while. CJ is his right-hand man and also very good cat burglar. Mello is uh, still a cat burglar. He's a former great cat burglar, but now he's uh, ba- pulled out of semi-retirement, partially yeah. involuntary, <clears throat> And to do it, so I mean, he can get, he can, he can, he's he's more of like, a, whoa, he's like a mentor cat burglar. So a little bit. Zach Collins is uh, on his way to potentially being a safe cracker, but there's Maybe. just not near enough evidence. We'll no. see. We'll yeah. see. The potential seems to be there, but he's just a cash grabber. Yeah. Yusuf is a brute with some cat burglar like tendencies. And Hassan is a brute that is a getaway driver who uh, just doesn't quite get it. And he brings, he, he makes some off the wall decisions that really puts, that really compromises things for the crew and and the heist overall, you know, like he, like they're getting, maybe they're getting away and he wants to stop at Whataburger because he's hungry or something crazy. And they're like, bro, we got to get out of town. Yep. We got a mill and a half and mill and a half in the back. Yep. That you can't be yeah. rolling through the drive through. <laughs> oh man. That lines up all too well. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're kind of in that weird range with the Pelicans. The Pelicans have a little more together than the Trailblazers. So that's why the Trailblazers are getting a 21% chance of success. And the Pelicans are at a 23% chance at success. And yeah. I think that's I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty solid summation of what their heists would look like. Now, the real question is, these two teams are clearly battling for that eight seed. They want to try and get that play in chance at the eight seed. And they both, I think they both realistically have a shot. I don't know about you. So my idea here is we kind of see if we can play on this heist idea and say they have to do the same heist or the same, you know, maybe it's in two different cities, but it's the exact same heist and that heist um, as it would correlate to the real world, we'll be getting into the playoffs. Who pulls it off? <sighs> Between these two, I think you got to go with the Pelicans. They just look mm-hmm. like a better team, a better heist crew. I mean, on paper, and they've been playing much better. They've been performing much better heists ever since their lead man got back from, I don't know, let's say he was uh, missing perhaps no one could find him um he was just in bora bora hanging out he thought he was done and they're like no we need you for one more heist and then he so he shows back up right before the end of the movie type thing mm-hmm. um since then everything's looking real nice going forward like oh he's back and he means it now we're gonna do this come on, JJ, we can do it, and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm leaning Pelicans to be able to at least get into where the uh, the play-in game. Once we actually get o- go over the Grizzlies and all that, maybe we can talk a little more about who actually is going to be the team in the in the playoffs. But yeah. I think these four, they're probably not going to pass the Grizzlies, so I think we're talking these four, just one of them is going to be able to get into the play-in. So I think it'll be the Pelicans. See, I my initial thought is right there with you, but I do have a little bit of contention just because and this this is more of a real life <laughs> and um, a thing than like a there's something to do with our fictional heists. But sure. Zion bounced from the bubble for personal reasons and we don't True. know his date of return and we're within 2 point. weeks of this starting and depending on the protocol you have to have what three negatives? I believe you can so. Play again, and he's going to have to isolate for like a week. And the season is only two weeks. It's July thirty first to August fourteenth. True. So unless he gets back in like the next, unless he comes back like sometime this week. Yeah, that's a or good point. early, early the following week. He's he like he could potentially miss. Half of the re- half of this eight game regular season yeah. restart, and and I think if he misses, I think that puts this this whole conversation in a weird limbo place because on not not only that, like you said, we, you have Yusuf coming back, who's a total question mark at this point, just with how the season has unfolded. But he is coming back, True. and so that that kicks Hassan to just he is solely just driving. And yeah, and he's gonna keep him in check, and so if you know the Trailblazers come out hot, come out swinging, I think 
if if Zion plays, let's say all but you know maybe the first game because he has to come back and quarantine. Yeah, I'm with you. It's the Pelicans. But if for some reason this um, some extern, I guess I guess I'm contingent on some externalities. So I'm going to say as sure. things stand right now, we're assuming he gets back and is able to play. And even with Yusuf back from the Trailblazers, I don't think they can string it together quite enough to get to the plan. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious too. So is it? So if if you're within four games, and then is it just the top team? Yeah. Okay. See, I. I thought it would have been fun. Probably they probably couldn't have done this because of time's sake. I thought it would have been fun. It's like if you have, say, your eight, your nine, and your ten are all within in like, I don't know, two games of each other, like all, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. it's like, well, do a little, do the 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 nine and the ten play to be able to play in, you know, and so then they would have to win three games and you have to make it longer, but I can understand that. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to agree with you on the Pelicans, but we'll have to see how this unfolds. Yeah. And I, I think the trailblazers have a strong enough chance with Yusuf coming back. Cause he could tip the tables, <laughs> but I know, I know that everyone definitely wants to see Zion power his team into the, well, of course, of so, course, but I mean, and that, and that's, yeah. Yeah. The thing about the blazers though, is like we're saying, Yusuf is coming back from not playing for a year. Like, mm-hmm. who knows how much he's really going to be able to play. And if he can't play much, that's more Hassan. And, Ugh. yeah, and so, really, I think worst-case scenario for the NBA, the last thing they want is for the Kings to make it. I don't I don't <laughs> think they want that at all. And that's a possibility, because I think, as far as I know, their whole team is in the bubble. So, yeah, that would be a bummer for the NBA. But it's possible. So, get oh, ready. Man. That would be wild. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. And so I just had a funny vi- image pop into my mind when we were talking about, you know, where Hassan has to come back in. It's almost like what I, what I picture is someone like in a small boat and you're sitting there and you're like, all right, we're doing good. And it's like when Hassan comes in, it's like one of your guys just takes like an ice pick and stabs a hole in the bottom of the boat and just starts <laughs> leaking a little bit. And it's like – and then as soon as he then when his son comes out of the game they patch it up when he comes back in it's like we stab another hole it's just like you're not helping the situation (laughs) you just made it a little bit worse it made things a little bit harder for us yep precisely so i think i think we're in agreement here we'll go with the pelicans have the better shot and probably will get to the play-in at least not maybe not outright beat the grizzlies but who knows? They could surprise everybody and just go eight and zero, and the Grizzlies go two and six, and yeah, all of a sudden maybe. they just outright win. That's so. That's another thought. Do you know? Do you know about this? I don't know about this. If say that happens, right? So it your seeds move, so your eight seed falls out of eight place, <laughs> and then your nine seed gets into eight place outright. Is there still a plan if if? whoever ends up in that nine spot, whether it's the former eight or the 10 seed, if they're still close enough. Yeah. I think if they, they're within four games, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's wicked. All it means is that the Pelicans would only have to win once instead of twice to get in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only difference. Okay, cool. Well, I think that uh, sums up this conversation. So we'd love to know any and all of the listeners thoughts. So you can feel free to email me, uh, the rambling Viking at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on 
this, uh, these NBA heists, if you think, uh, what do you think of our roles? What do you think of their chances of success? What do you think of their chances? Who do you think is going to get to the plan? Anything and everything. I uh, want to thank everyone for listening today. hope you enjoyed this latest installment of NBA heists, and we look forward to um, having you guys back for the next episode. Thanks.